0: Life's good! Never off! Whoa! Hard! Hardly yes. Come on, Rant! Life's good!
1: Got real close. I hair high, right? Try and hit two-thirds.
0: Have they no. saved oh, it
1: for her? It. Yes, they
0: have! Ooh. Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, hey, uh... How's it going? Um, it's been been a minute hey a little bit yeah uh, if you want to peek behind the curtain we recorded uh, the last two episodes on the same day so and it was a week before we released them I think so uh, it's been a while since we've recorded here Scott uh, now in uh, the midst of July we are here on July the 12th as we record uh, how's your summer been going? Uh, no, no complaints here. Uh, weather's
1: been nice in the nation's capital. As you like to say, uh, it's pretty cool. Not too, too bad. Did some wicked thunderstorms roll roll through today. Even had a gust up to 76 knots at the airport, which I think is uh, just a mistake. But that's pretty strong. Hurricane is 54. So just a little brief brief wind spurt.
0: Yeah, maybe a bunch of politicians were down there getting on flights and it would account for all the, <laughs> the air moving huh? all <laughs> that hot air moving yeah, yeah but that's kind of scary be. i mean i'm supposed to be on a flight on thursday scott i don't want to deal with no 76 knot winds uh, on those i'm taking a little plane too a little propeller plane well sean that's uh that's thursday this is today so no yeah, no true. problem No problems there. (laughs) Uh, So as we say, we were recording this on Tuesday, the 12th, and there was some news that came out today, which actually works in nicely with the show that we were going to record anyway on the subject of the new event that has been added to the schedule. But let's get to the news of the day first. That is that Curling Canada announced that there will not be a Continental Cup in 2023. There has not been one since 2020 through the COVID pandemic. It was canceled in 21 and in 2022. It seems to me, Scott, that this is going to be the end of the Continental Cup. The way that the press release was written, uh, the way that Catherine uh, Henderson was quoted in that she talked about how they will reassess it they are always looking at their events to see how they fit with their high end program, as well as the grassroots. It really didn't come across as like, Oh, this is a temporary pause. This came across as a, it's been fun, but uh, rest in peace. Continental cup. You are now in the category of the elite 10. <laughs> Real.
1: Real. Great company, those two events <laughs> together. Um, <clears throat> the continental cup, you know, we've had a lot of fun both going to it and watching the continental cup TV. Mm-hmm. Seems like the players all really enjoy it. It's a chance for them to, you know, get together and play in a bit more of a relaxed environment. The pressure does sort of amp up come Sunday afternoon, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it's pretty pretty chill, pretty fun. And I guess, yeah, they, they're trying to try out some different things. Uh, we might see a format similar to the Continental Cup coming back down the road. I, I mean, it's exhibition.
0: Hmm.
1: It's good for the sport, but I guess not making the money that uh, that other events could.
0: Yeah, and I wonder about the place in the schedule too, right? January is pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, you, a lot of the member associations are in the midst of their playdowns. We saw one year in Vegas in, I want to say it was 15 or 16, where Team Homan had to leave on Sunday to get back to Ontario. So they left the Continental Cup early to get back to Ontario for the provincial playdown. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. kind of tough. The international teams... A lot of them are here anyway because there's a slam that is either the week before or the week after the Continental Cup. Uh, But for those who might not be playing in a slam who could get an invite to a Continental Cup, that could create some logistical issues. Uh, So I assume it is a somewhat expensive event for Curling Canada to run without much of a return compared to what potentially they could get. Elsewhere, And yeah, maybe the event has just run its course. So uh, I looked at it, Scott. I, I went through. There's been 16 editions of the Continental Cup. The first one was in 2002 in Regina. They did not play one in 2005, 2009, 2010, or as I said, 21 and 22. So we've had 16 editions in the past 20 years. Any idea as to what the records are? So it's always North America versus the world or Canada versus the world or North America versus Europe. Those have been the various uh, team Mm -hmm. names that have come in. Do you have a sense, Scott of which team has won the continental cup all time series?
1: Yeah, I I think it's Canada slash North America. And I think it's like 11 or 12 wins to four or five.
0: Okay. It's close.
1: It's 10 to six, 10 to six that, you know, that was my gut. And I, Pumped it up just (laughs) because. Anyway, uh, Uh, yeah, that sounds about right, right?
0: Yeah, it's been close. Uh, They split the first four with the crazy points scheme. It was like the first to 200. uh, And then they got more reasonable with it. And it was the first to 30 and a half. uh, So that made a lot more sense. Uh, And uh, the last one, the Europeans dominated 37 and a half points to. 22 and a half points for the North American side, uh, and that was in Vegas. So the trophy will remain, I assume, in like Pale Lindholm's basement. I don't know where it would be, uh, (laughs) but good job by him. Yeah, yeah, must be there. Must be there. (laughs) So, uh, one of the reasons, though, that I think this event has been canceled is the introduction of a new event coming in September called the PointsBet Invitational. Really just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it, Scotty? Well, you know, that's a corporate synergy
1: with (laughs) PointsBet is real, real strong with this one. The PointsBet Invitational. Yeah, Sean, this is going to be a March Madness-style bracket. Uh, 16 teams, I believe, of each gender. So we're not going to 64, although... We did have a great exchange with Rocks Cross the Pond about <laughs> how we could do that. Uh, maybe we'll we'll get into that another time with them. But yeah, it's going to be single elimination. And Sean, we talked a few weeks ago about how we want to make the slams differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that seems to have come right out of that out of that playbook. How can we have an event that's different in the curling calendar? And, and this seems to be the way of the future single elimination curling
0: single yeah single elimination curling so this is going to take place from september 21st to the 25th at willie oree arena in fredericton new brunswick willie oree recently included in a uh, heritage designation here in canada so there you go uh, if you mm-hmm. google willie oree parks canada to get that release. so that's something for you 16 teams to stay. Scott, of both genders. Top 12 on the world rankings are going to be invited. They have also announced that the reigning Canadian junior champions, Emily Deshane and Landon Rooney, will be invited. The Canadian club champions will be invited. Tracy Larocque and Neil Deagle and Andrea Kelly and Jack Smelter who are Fredericton based will be invited. So those are going to round out the field to 15, and then there will be an additional sponsors exemption of two teams that will be invited. The appeal of this or or a big part of the announcement was the money involved a $350,000 total purse. And each game is essentially a cash game. $3,000 for the first round, $6,000 for the second, $12,000 for the third, $24,000 in the championship game. So whoever wins will walk away with $45,000. And each team is getting $5,000 to cover their expenses, which is good news for Jack Smeltzer and his team because their expenses will be whatever it costs them to drive to the arena. So uh, good for them uh, that they're coming out ahead. If they win a game, oh my goodness. Uh, good for them. Yeah. So Scott, that's the event. Uh, what was your reaction to it? What do you think just in general on first blush?
1: I think it's a pretty fun idea. Uh, obviously paying for the teams to come uh, is a must for this kind of event. Uh, when we talked about the slams, it's it's always, well, teams are not going to go just for one game. And, mm. I mean, I've been to Fredericton many times. I I don't think anybody's going to volunteer, be rushing to the, (laughs) you know, Air Canada website to book their flight to Fredericton just because it's there. So it's not the destination that's appealing. Uh, It's the chance to play some meaningful games early in the season and win a lot of money really. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's uh, the motivation for it. And I think that motivation works. Thinking about the teams that are invited. Versus how many will come is another question, given that the world ranking system, who the hell knows? Like, yeah, a lot of these teams are new, right? So, okay, they're on the world ranking system, but there could be new teams that have formed from old teams, you know? Like, who's it going to be? We'll have to wait and see. And then also, you know, not everybody that's invited is going to accept the invitation, I wouldn't think. Although a free $5,000 might might help to uh, nudge teams in the right direction. Uh, So that's my initial thoughts on it. Uh, What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, no risk for teams to go, right? You're not going to really cost yourself uh, likely that Mm -hmm. you can travel four people for five grand for a few days. I have no idea how they're going to fill that many days, the 21st, to the 25th. There's not that many games to play. So that seems like a long time for this event uh to to take place like i feel like you could do it over a weekend but uh whatever like, well there's still 32
1: teams sean so you know yeah you, you can only play you have to, you you have have to play 31 games or
0: sorry you have to play 30 yeah. games total 30 games that's not that many games
1: no but if you only have four sheets at a time
0: yeah three days
1: friday's oh, yeah, you don't want to put it on during the day like who's gonna go you got to treat this like a Vegas event. People are going to be going out in Fredericton, having a good time. Uh, going down to the, to the pub there. Uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, the pub is the only one.
0: <laughs> We're going to get so many angry emails from Fredericton now that you're sort of just ripping all over the city. Well, come at me, Fredericton. I've, uh,
1: <laughs> I've been there many times. The snooty fox. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of there the you. snooty fox, Sean.
0: All right. Next time we next time uh, you're in Fredericton, you got a free burger at <laughs> <laughs> the Snooty Fox. Uh, well, I'll shout out to
1: Trailway Brewing too, my favorite brewery in, uh, in Fredericton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is going to be made for TV, so I'm going to assume that they won't put that many. They they don't want to put games on in the morning.
0: No, I would think three sheets would probably be enough, uh, too. For this if you're gonna go that long, like if you're gonna be there from the twenty fifth to the twenty or the twenty first to the twenty fifth, you could get away with three sheets if you wanted to uh for this. So it'll be interesting to see what the configuration is because you don't need four sheets once you get to the weekend. Once you're down to the round of four like the semifinals for the men and the women, like you don't need four anymore. Uh so like there's no point of maintaining or building out four sheets when you don't need them. So three would certainly be enough.
1: Hell too. Yeah, we'll, nice. see what, uh, we'll see what we'll see what the organizers come up with.
0: Yeah, uh, they also said that Friday night there's going to be a celebrity event of some variety. I wonder what the celebrities will be. Uh, I checked my calendar; I am available. Uh, just for the record, <laughs> but uh, I don't. Know. I would assume, or I would hope that it's not like curling celebrities, like retired players. Like I want like celebrity celebrities. Like Canadian celebrities. And I will the name that I would actually throw out, I want Mark Forward there. Uh, I will watch if Mark Forward is there. Uh, that's the name yeah. for me that I'll throw out. Scott, who would you want to see in the celebrity invitational?
1: Oh, Sean, Mark Forward is a really good one. I Yeah, I would watch uh, anything that he does. But uh, I'm going to say like uh, maybe Rick Mercer yeah. or may- maybe another athlete from a different sport like clara hughes or mm-hmm. katrina lemay doan so, some sort of uh other expert oh christine sinclair she'd be fun to watch uh curling yeah if her knees are okay but uh, yeah i think it would be great and and when it said celebrity sean i also wondered if they if they pick laurie and mary to go and they don't give us an invite i'm gonna be We're gonna, gonna be, be a upset. little sore be upset yeah
0: <laughs> not really yeah. no <laughs> yeah Well Lori's an active player. She's been in the sky. She should be disqualified from this as an active player. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh no, it's uh it'll be that'll be fun to see, you know, some different faces out there interacting with the curlers. It's fun to see some of the curlers getting frustrated with the yeah, the like terribleness of some non-curlers. Should be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing about this event, Scott, that, that I wanted to talk about a little bit, because this is something that has come up in other sports as well is the idea of the money and the attraction of it. And one of the things, say, that the Saudi Golf Tour has been promoting is the size of the purses with $25 million purses for each event. And the NBA, like in NBA discussions, this was thrown around a lot where how do you make, say, the dunk contest interesting? Well, what if you just put a million dollars in the middle of the court and whoever wins gets the million dollars? And this event kind of feels that way a little bit to me that a lot of the promotion is around the cash involved and and who's going to win the money. And as a fan, as someone who's watching, I'm not entirely sure why I should care because I'm not getting any of that money. Like if whoever wins the Live Golf Tournament wins $10 million or a million dollars, my life is the exact same. So Mm -hmm. I I don't fully understand the motivation behind promoting how much money the people playing are going to get as if that somehow should attract me to the event. Is this something that you are also confused by or do you find the money that is being played for a compelling reason to watch?
1: I think that if you're drawing the line from the money to the reason to watch, I think you're missing the step that the money is what's providing motivation to the players mm-hmm. to want to play their best and bring their best game. And that's what draws us to watch. So it's not a, a straight line from a to B uh, there's that stop in the middle that because in the NBA all-star game, for example, not just the dunk contest, it's like, well, nobody's playing, nobody's really right. playing. So how are we going to incentivize players to actually care and, and play and, you know, if the money's big enough, then they'll try harder is the theory behind it. If, is that true? I don't know. Probably not. But, uh, like, th- these athletes are pretty competitive. Yeah. Probably in the Thursday night beer league, right? So, yeah, uh, I think add- adding more money helps attract the best teams because of the opportunity to make money. And the best teams are usually the ones that are more interesting to watch. This event is I, I don't think we can skip totally over the fact that the event is sponsored by Points Bet Canada, which is yeah. the official sports gambling partner of Curling Canada. And if you've watched any TV sports over the last uh three or four months, did you know that you can bet online on sports in Canada now? Like <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah. if you do if you don't know that, then you've been living under a rock because uh they won't stop telling us about it. And so I think that's another aspect that brings this event to the fore. There's big money behind the, the sponsor wanting to advertise their services. I'm sure that there will be deals for people to gamble on these games. I'm sure there'll be like mm-hmm. free bet for the first round or, or something like that. Just know that the free bet, the money gets put back into your account and you must be bet on other things. You don't just get like free money. So I, I imagine that that is another part of this, another angle for this event.
0: Yeah, I'm, obviously that's where the money is coming from for this is is from the partnership. And we didn't do, I'll say, we didn't do a, a curling commercials episode this year because there weren't enough new ones. Uh, but the one new mm-hmm. one that got pretty heavy rotation was the points bet commercial where the trailer boys were involved and I didn't fully understand it, nor did I think it was all that entertaining to be honest, but that was the new one. <laughs> Uh, this year, but they really have leaned hard into this, and this has come up elsewhere. I've seen it online. It's it's interesting to think about the impact that this potentially could have. That you have now legalized betting. The curling Canada is in with it. Some of the teams are in with it. the The caution, though, is you know, NBA players, Major League Baseball players, and the officials in those sports. Make enough money that that's not going to be an issue, hopefully, Uh, with obviously some exceptions historically that have happened where people have been shaving points or, or throwing games. Curlers don't make that much money. Now, I don't know how much money moves on a curling game either. Like How much could you actually get away with in terms of the volume of a bet in curling? But... I do wonder about the potential for some nefarious activities and not necessarily from the players, but from outside forces trying to influence the players, especially in a sport where there's no clock, there's no innings. Like I could just shut it down whenever I want, you know? So, uh, and I think point shaving could potentially be easy in curling. And I don't know, like I hope nothing ever happens with it, but it is something that has been brought up And I don't know what kind of safeguards are in place.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that differentials are possible in curling. Maybe we can get somebody on who's got more betting experience. But whenever I've placed a bet on curling, it's been for a team to win the game outright rather than by a point spread at all. So, you know, you're right, though. That is something, an area that's concerning, like you said, when the team can just shake whenever and there's not maybe an opportunity to come back and cover their spread or something. So yeah, it's definitely concerning. As you say, there there's, is there motivation from the players to throw the outcomes of games? I I don't think enough money moves on curling to be honest right right now for that to even be a thing. Uh, We'll see down the road. I'm sure that curling Canada would like this partnership to help drive interest in curling uh, in the way that say fantasy football drives interest in the NFL. I know that I watch, I have my favorite team that I like, but the rest of the games I watch because like, Oh, my fantasy guy is playing in this game and I want to see him score touchdowns. Right. So we'll see. We'll see on that.
0: Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what comes of it. Yeah, maybe we should try to see if we can do something later this summer about uh, with someone who knows more about uh, the, the betting side. But that's it for the points bet Invitational. Like I said, from the 21st to the 25th of September should be a, a good time. And uh, so welcome into that and farewell to the Continental Cup, which brings us, Scott, to what we were going to talk about uh, in, in earnest uh, with this episode. Now, with the addition of the PointsBet Invitational, curling now has a single elimination. It's been marketed as the March Madness-style event. And we've had a Ryder Cup-type event last year, of course, at Mosaic Stadium out in Regina. Team Dunstone played team, Team Cooey in an outdoor game, somewhat reminiscent of the Winter Classic in hockey. So, Scott, I was wondering... Are there other big sporting events that curling could take from and hold events around? And I think I've come up with a list of five that could be interesting. I like it, Sean. We'll see
1: if any of yours match what I've written down here. Okay. Uh, And if not, we'll talk about those
0: once we're done. All right. So first one for me is the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Okay. And the thought is People like parades. Everyone seems to enjoy a parade. So why not, before a big championship game, let's have a parade. We can have a bunch of the players. We could have maybe the marching bands from their provinces. Each uh, each person or each team could have a, a float represented somehow. But yeah, why not just have mm-hmm. a parade the day of a big game? All right. Which event would you put as the leader
1: the leading contender to have a parade.
0: I think it should be the Canada cup. And on the Sunday of the Canada cup, you can have like the Canada cup parade. And it's just like Canada throws up all over a bunch of floats. And then you have two that are kind of in flux a little as you're designing through the week. And then whoever gets into the finals, you sort of, they submit their designs for what theirs would look like. And you just overnight put that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the Canada Cup too, and of course it's going to be two two matches because there's going to be a men's and
0: a women's yeah. final. Well, you need a lot of floats. Stupid. You can't have a short parade. Like the, thing, the parade has to be at least, of course, what like a half a kilometer long when laid out. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit longer, but uh, a half a kilometer would do.
1: And and Sean, the timing of the Canada Cup works well too. It could team as the Santa Claus parade in someone's. Uh, community, yeah. you get Santa at the end. Boom.
0: Everyone loves Santa. Done,
1: Done and dusted. I like it.
0: And then, Trademark for whoever idea. wins, Santa does the trophy presentation. Of course. You know, writes itself. No brainer. Yeah. The story <laughs> does right. write itself. I like it. <laughs> All right. So that's the first one. The second one I was thinking, Scott, that could be fun, that we could steal something from, is the mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby. Ooh, I like this one. I don't follow horse racing uh, particularly closely, but if I'm at home on the, what is it? The first Saturday of May. I, and it's like six 30, I'm going to turn on and watch the Kentucky Derby. And uh, I always find it fun. It's always entertaining. This year's of course was uh, remarkable for the big upset win. But what I think Mm -hmm. we need, Scott is an event where there is a signature sartorial choice, like with the Kentucky Derby and the hats. Now, it doesn't have to be hats for curling, but there should be an event, and this could be one of the slams, where there is a clothing thing that everybody wears. Some sort of almost costume that everyone pays attention to.
1: I really like this, Sean. This was, this is reminding me a little bit, too, of the Rugby Sevens that uh, happens in Vancouver every year, where fans go dressed in like themed costumes, so groups mm. of people will go uh, in a different theme, my friend, this year, they went as the average Joes from the movie Dodgeball. So, you know, real timely costumes uh, at that event. But but I think you're right. One day, a different uh, sartorial choice, be it bow ties or fancy hats. You could refer to Mark Forward's uh, comedy <laughs> special for the fancy hats. And what also needs to be paired with this, Sean, is a signature drink. We've got the Mm -hmm. mint julep emblematic of the Kentucky Derby. We need a a drink to go along with the costume. I think the costume needs to be the priority, the the number one thing, and then design some kind of a drink to go alongside of it.
0: Yes, I think this is a very good idea. And yeah, I I think one of the slams, maybe what, the open? Should, Should it be the open? because that's in in January and people are always sad in January so it could be like a fun January thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think it might be good to do it at whatever slam is in Newfoundland because wow. that the Kentucky Derby is very much about Kentucky and we could make sure. the, this one about Newfoundland itself. I, I'll leave it to the Newfoundlanders to suggest what uh, kind of costumes we could have, but they could yep. be related to fishing, could be related to uh no, just fishing uh yeah everyone like everyone's
0: showing up in yellow slickers that's what's happening, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, yeah, everyone's gonna look that's, like Paddington
0: bear uh, <laughs> in, its, in it's slicker <laughs> but that would be fun i I would be in for that, yeah, and then some sort of a drink um obviously it, it screeches involved then and it all happens
1: at like one time with a huge yep. lead up show, great.
0: So that's that one, Scott. This one I'm very excited about. I don't know if it constitutes a major sporting event, but if you've ever seen, I think it's the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open, Mm -hmm. where they build what I've written down here as a Thunderdome. They (laughs) they make an amphitheater around this par three. If you've never seen it, it holds like 20 or 25,000 people and the entire hole is surrounded by stands. So you're on the tee, there's people right on you. At the green, there's people right on you. And this is like a signature thing for the PGA Tour. So why not, Scott? And, oh, the other thing is, there is no decorum in, in at this no. hole. People are yelling at you when you're shooting. Uh, there, it's It's all etiquette of golf, goes out the window. This past year, there was a hole in one, which resulted in people just chucking beer everywhere, cans all over the green. That might've been a little too far, but this is the only place where this happens. So why can we not have some sort of event, potentially even in the mode of the new points bet Invitational, where it's a single sheet and we build the mm-hmm. stands right on top of it. And all etiquette is out the window. The crowd gets rowdy. The crowd gets into it. And I would be intrigued to see how that would go uh, with the banter Uh, The chirping back and forth amongst players and between fans and players.
1: I really like this, Sean. This is something that, you know, at a regular curling event, you're encouraged to be polite. Don't uh, stomp and cheer too much. Don't cheer misses. But if you have an event where it's already pre-decided, everybody is going to heckle you at this event. There is no decorum. There's no rules. I really like it and i think this has a lot of promise to be held in banff in that tiny curling club yeah where everybody is just just uh screaming at the players and obviously thunderous applause for makes yep. you want that you know nothing's better than a hole in one at that uh at that hole but you want the players playing up to the crowd you know maybe bowing after a shot or <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily giving them the finger, but going, "gah, get out of here. Uh, Those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. And if we ever got a moment like that famous bowling clip where the guy gets the strike and he just turns around and goes, who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) When he wins the match. Like that sort of stuff is fun. Mm -hmm. Now, it obviously has to be respectful. Uh, It has to be good natured. But I think that would be fun. And I think there are some players oh, yeah. out there who would really get into it as well if there was some some chirping and back and forth.
1: There's guys that want to make the heel turn and yeah. uh, play it up for the cameras.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as long as it's acknowledged that it's for the cameras and it's all in good fun, I, I think that'd yes, be yes. super fun, uh, a super fun event uh, to, to do.
1: We call it the Curling Thunderdome?
0: Yeah, let's call it the Curling Thunderdome in BAMP. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> the commercial rights itself. Yeah. Come to the BAMP Thunderdome. <laughs> Sunday, 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 botcher, <laughs> cooey to enter. Only one walks out. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to something maybe a little more reserved potentially, but with the possibility of getting wild. Uh, I've never watched any of this Scott, but 24 hours of Le Mans uh, is a popular mm. racing event That, of course, takes place in Le Mans, which is in France. And I did not know this until today when I actually looked it up. It's not about like leading the pack. It's not like it's a 24-hour race and whoever crosses the finish line first wins. It's whoever travels the most distance over 24 hours. So apparently there's a lot of strategy where the teams have to decide, well, how fast do we want to go versus putting the pressure on the car? Like, okay, maybe we could do Mm it. You know, we can drive for longer if we go not as fast. It was actually kind of interesting strategically, but essentially we could just have an endurance matchup and we could Mm -hmm. have a 24 hours of curling. I know there are events that do this, uh, charitable events, fundraisers that have 24 hours, but I think it'd be interesting to see if it was literally just two teams playing for 24 hours. Like what would the score be (laughs) and uh, what kind of strategic decisions would be made uh, at the end. And and I think it'd be cool too. you could say, all right, for this hour, we're playing eight rock rule. Uh, for this hour, we're playing no rock rule. For this hour, we're playing four stones per end. Like you just change it up and see what happens uh, hour to hour. But that's, that's mm. the idea. Just a, a, a full on endurance match.
1: I really like this. I think you can give every team one sub. So, If you have to go to the bathroom, sorry, like the subs in that's your time to go to the bathroom and maybe have a nap (laughs) and get some food and then you're back on Sean. I had written down the, I did a rod for one of my ideas. And this is pretty much the same thing. It's like endurance. Uh, so I I like the idea of endurance and how can you make this for more than just two teams? Can you make it like a, a group of like men versus women? Right where you've yeah. got to rotate the players in some kind of fun event like that.
0: Yeah, tag team event. Uh, some teams come in, some teams come out. Uh, it could be that that this could be the new Continental Cup. It takes place over <laughs> twenty four hours. All the same teams are there. It's just a cumulative score over the course of the day. So even if you're down by like twenty points after six hours, you could still easily come back. Yeah, of course. I, I really like that uh, that yeah. idea. And plus, we could Vic to call it. And he gets delirious by the end and we start to hear what Vic really thinks about some of the players. It'd be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. They also get one sub.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Vic, Vic hands it over to, uh, to Rod Black making his triumphant return <laughs> to TSN. <laughs> Love it. Okay. All right. Uh, now my last event, uh, this is one that I've never been to. Uh, I would, I think I would like to go, but I like the idea surrounding it. And of course, every year, the first Wednesday, I believe it's the first Wednesday or second Wednesday, you'll have to correct me on this, of August is the Royal St. John's Regatta. And one of the great traditions of the St. John's Regatta is regatta roulette, because this is a public holiday in St. John's, but the decision on whether or not to go forward with the regatta is not made until early in the morning hours of that Wednesday. So the Tuesday yeah. night you play regatta roulette where you go out, you party, you have a good time not knowing if you get the next day off because if it's foggy and they have to postpone, it's just a regular day. It's, it's, really, it's literally the definition of a floating holiday and that it could float to the next day. And it's not a holiday. So the idea Mm -hmm. of regatta roulette, I want to bring in to curling. Now, a lot of players treated the Continental Cup kind of in this way, uh, where you go pretty hard (laughs) the the night before the event. But I think we could make this somehow uh, a little more interesting in that we have the players all get together with the fans. And then the night before, we all get together and it be t- turns into a big party. And then early the next morning, and this is taking place in January because we are at the Forks in Winnipeg and we decide the next morning whether or not games can actually take place in this one day event. Wow. Wow. Um,
1: this is great, Sean. This is great. Uh, setting it in the Forks uh, is okay. Uh, are we going to curl on the river?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's why we don't know. Okay. That's where it comes in that we don't know yeah. if we can go forward because is the ice going to be good enough at that point? What mm. if it's snowing that day? Uh, you know yeah. that that's where sort of the 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 question comes in. So instead of regatta roulette, I'm going to call this the curling conundrum.
1: Ooh, curling conundrum, I, Sean. I really like this, and I also like that I could maybe be of some help to these players uh, in Correct. in forecasting the availability of their sheet. So I love this idea. Uh, make it a floating, it's a floating day again. Yep. Let's uh, plan to play on Friday. And if we have to push it to Saturday, we we'll would push it to Saturday. If we have to push to Sunday again, same thing. But yeah, I, I like it.
0: So there you go. Now you could also do this in Ottawa mm-hmm. here too with the Rideau Canal could be an option. The canal, yeah. I mean, it's appealing to me because it's walking distance for me, but, uh, you know, I I think the forks might be a better location. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe more reliably, uh, frigid, but that's not what
0: we want. No, no. That has to be like up in the air. Yeah. So, uh, so those are the five that I have, Scott, you mentioned the Iditarod as one of yours. Uh, what else do you got on this list?
1: Yeah. I also wrote, I think curling now is kind of like F1 in the sense that it goes to all these cities and it's. Basically the same. Uh, the same teams win all the time. It's it's So F1 was what I was thinking of it initially. But the obvious one, Sean, is, is the World Cup. And I, mm-hmm. I know we've done the World Cup. But the way I'd like to see it is that all the curling nations submit a team, a roster of players, five players. They don't have to be the same team that plays together all the time. They submit one team that goes... To a World Cup event, and you play it over the course of a week. I think you could get it done in a week because uh, you don't yeah. need that much rest in between games. You do a group stage, two people, two uh, teams advance from the group stage into the 16 team. Now you've got your single elimination. After that, boom, knock it out in a yeah. week, and
0: uh, you're good. Yeah. Do we have enough countries to do it? How many teams? Like, I know the Women's World Cup was 16, right? And is going uh, to no,
1: 32? 30, I think it was 24. 24, okay. Uh, on the Women's World Cup. But what we could do is have, we could have 32 teams, we could have 24. I'd like 32. I okay. think there's enough member associations, but having... Oh, yeah. So just have, you know, get a team together from your member association and uh, put in for the, the World okay. Cup. could hold it in uh, developing Curling Nations... Uh, provided there's four sheets of ice somewhere that can be made, and uh, yeah. there you go. That'd be fun.
0: I like it. And uh, yeah, we would need a trophy though. We need a cool trophy for it because uh, I, I do like the well, the no trophy. trophy that FIFA uses. No like, trophy need... is
1: cool until it's you know becomes a thing. Like that's true. I'm sure the first person who saw the Stanley Cup was like, "What the hell is this thing? I gotta, I'm gonna eat some soup or what?" <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it's a cup. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I I do like that idea. I think that would be fun uh, to have some sort of a World Cup. Because, yeah, when they did it, the format didn't really make sense. Uh, Who got in didn't really make any sense. So, yeah, I'm in with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, yeah, you could certainly make 32, especially, you know, in in the Americas, right? We've seen Brazil, Mexico uh, participate in the America's Challenge. So they could certainly participate in this. Uh, You got Nigeria that could play uh, in addition to uh, like all of the the regular folks who we see at world championships. uh, There are those countries as well. And the the nations that have competed in the past at the mixed doubles as well. Like we've seen Israel there before, uh, for instance. So, yeah, uh, you know, there are possibilities, no question.
1: You could run the men's event, the women's event and the mixed doubles event uh, for these Uh, either back-to-back-to-back or concurrently, whatever you like. So uh, a true World Cup would be really good.
0: A full festival of curling.
1: Yeah, Sean. I also wrote the Tour de France, which is, again, like an endurance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe where your score keeps adding up Mm. over the course of the event. So you play different teams, but the points that you score keep adding up and whoever has the most points by the end of the event wins. And you play like every team, every team in a round Robin once, and yeah. maybe you play on arena ice once, uh, then to curling club ice, then to natural outdoor ice. And if you can rotate those kinds of things around, it would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I like that. That'd be a really fun idea. Yeah. If you got mountain stages. The yeah. Yeah. We're, we're playing, we're playing this end uphill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, says every skip in the second end at a curling club. This is going downhill. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. That be that would be really fun. Yeah, to yeah, you could do it in a city somewhere, and yeah, change up the the surfaces. That that would be a good time. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, good stuff. That was fun. I, I enjoyed that. So, uh, so there you have it. Those are our ideas of ideas of other sports or things from other sports that we may be could steal into curling, incorporate into various curling events. Is there anything that we missed out? Do let us know. You can reach out, Game of Stones pod at gmail.com on social media. You can reach out at Game of Stones pod on Instagram and Twitter and Game of Stones podcast on Facebook. So, I think that will do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you have not yet, please do subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. do the likes, ratings, comments, all that good stuff helps other people find the show, keeps us growing here through the summer season which is uh, always my favorite uh, to do the shows in the summer. I, I like doing these ones. Uh, so do uh, follow along and, and subscribe if you haven't yet. Of course, Gamestonespod.com. All of our past episodes are there under the episodes tab. Plus, you can click on the merch tab for all of the t-shirts, hoodies, toque, all that good stuff's there. Proceeds to Sandra Schmirler Foundation and Food Banks Canada. We, of course, match all of those. And as I said, you can follow along with all the fun and frivolity at Game of Stones Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Game of Stones Podcast on Facebook. So that'll do it for this week. Scott, we have a vacation coming up. Uh, Are you prepared for some time off?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Looking forward to a little bit of time off. I'm going to go... Sean, see a baseball game live and in person. I know you've been to yeah. see one this year. Uh, I haven't been since September 6th, 2021, 2021, 2019, <laughs> yeah. when we uh, completed our 30 MLB Parks Odyssey. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to it. Any tips for going back to the games?
0: Just embrace it. You know, just uh, embrace it. It, it was... <laughs> Uh, more fun than I thought it was going to be. Hopefully, it doesn't rain uh, when you go, so that the roof is open and uh, yeah. you can just sit, embrace, enjoy it. Yeah, just you know, let the game unfold in front of you. It's uh, you know, for me, it can be almost like a, a, a like a meditation of just sitting there mm-hmm. outside. I like to keep score and just yeah, it's just uh, very serene. It's a, it's a place of peace for me. So hopefully, you find the same.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So hope so. And then uh, a little rest and recharge up at the lake. So I, I've I've told uh, Carrie that I'll go in the lake this year. I'm gonna jump in the wow. lake. So
0: it's a big change. Didn't do that last time.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, didn't feel the need. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but
0: this uh, I'm going in. So. All right. You heard it me here to first, it. folks. Yeah, there you go. So uh, so yeah. that's gonna be that for this week. We will talk to you again next week. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern.
1: Make the final